You're listening to the Bitcoin.com News Podcast. Today's guest is Mark Lamb, the CEO of CoinFlex, which is a partner of Bitcoin.com. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure having you. So would you please start by uh, introducing yourself to our audience and uh, telling us a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I started the first UK Bitcoin exchange, CoinFloor. And I've been running uh, crypto exchanges for the last nine years, so mainly CoinFlex and CoinFloor. Um, CoinFlex is a yield platform and crypto exchange. So we have uh, futures markets, spot markets, um, and more importantly, we have uh, a yield products such as FlexUSD and the AMM Plus product. Um, and basically, our, our thesis or the reason we got into these um, stable coins is really that passive capital... Uh, is much, much bigger than active capital. And when you think about the market of crypto users, most people are not you know, actively using exchanges, but everyone has a desire to get yield on their crypto, whether it's, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, BCH, or, 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 or US dollars. And that's kind of why we created FlexUSD. And so ultimately, CoinFlex is a, is a company that's building products where investors can uh, passively kind of get yield from the crypto markets, yield from the derivatives markets without having much effort. Got it. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to appeal to a lot of people that don't want to be uh, day traders and, you know, just want to get those, uh, you know, th- those yields. Okay, so let's start uh, at the beginning. Like, how do you see the current stable call in uh, landscape and what are the ways um, did you see people are using people in crypto are using stable coins? Yeah, so I think we're kind of in stablecoin 1.0 land and and we 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 call this we, we talk about this as well with with kind of crypto yield 2.0 and, and 1.0 and and stablecoins kind of generation one. Um, USDC USDT are both very simple coins. So you you give them a dollar, they'll give you uh, one USDC or one one tether. And basically there is no there's not a lot of complexity there. There's you know there's the backing and there's some differentiations there. There might be one that's safer than the others. But at the end of the day, they're all very, very simple products. And um, they're products that that serve a very valuable goal, which is creating a dollar that's native to the crypto ecosystem, native to the blockchain. So when you think about blockchains, they enable all these types of decentralized trading. They enable value transfer and payments without needing third parties and intermediaries. They enable instant settlements across the world with very, very low fees. Um, And when you think about stable coins, it's basically putting a dollar on the blockchain. Now, the uh, inherent advantage to something like a FlexUSD is that it pays interest. So FlexUSD has all the advantages of a USDC or a Tether or another type of stablecoin, but it actually pays interest rather than all the other stablecoins would pay no interest. And we actually think that um, we're trying to create, Coin, at CoinFlex, the, the mission of the company, the, the goal we're trying to uh, enact is to really create the perfect form of a US dollar. So what I mean by that is, if you think about a US dollar, it should really be instant to settle around the world. It should be instant to pay someone uh, for a coffee or 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 a hundred thousand dollar transaction around the globe. And it should be very, very low fee. It should be all sorts of things. Um, 
it should be something that's in your control. It should be something you can use in the Bitcoin.com wallet because you know it's an extremely easy to use wallet, and there's low fees, and there's you know you have total self custody of your of your funds, and there's many wallets like that that are that have the you know similar qualities, and with FlexUSD you're getting all of those benefits, but you're also getting paid interest, often pretty pretty significantly high interest. It's right now seven point seven percent. It's frequently above ten percent. Um, in either situation, this is drastically higher than what people are getting at the bank. At the bank, you're getting paid probably half a percent or less than half a percent on your funds. And so you're losing money to inflation. If you're keeping dollars in the bank, you are just losing money to inflation. And FlexUSD is basically a way to you know, fight that inflation effectively, gain, gain back some of, your, of the funds that you're losing, and also earn, earn yield, grow your wealth. But it's also a way to spend your money at the same time. You're not sacrificing while you're saving, you're not sacrificing the spendability. And while you're spending, you're not sacrificing the interest. And so that's that's kind of CoinFlex's main product and flagship product, FlexUSD, is is this thing that where you really can have your cake and eat it too from a dollar perspective. That's great. Uh, may I ask? Uh, if you can explain to people that are, you know, like just used to using banks or just using uh, stable coins, how, how is it possible, um, you know, to, to pay uh, interest, which is, you know, vastly greater than than what you can get at the at the bank these days, if anything, you can get at all. Yeah, so that's that's a question we get a lot. You know, how are we able to pay the seven or ten or twelve percent interest rate on on dollars? When banks are paying so little interest, well, it's effectively a market-based borrowing and lending market. So it's it's behind the scenes. FlexUSD is depositing these dollars into CoinFlex's borrowing market, and if you think about types of lending, people are familiar with things like student loans. They're familiar with things like college college debt um, and and credit card debt, and they're also familiar with things like mortgages and. Some of those other types of, of lending activities are really higher risk lending that really should be in the business of banks. But things like mortgages are much safer. Mortgages are safe for banks to lend into because they have collateral on the other side, right? They're, they're, they, have, they get to take possession of the house if, if uh, the person stops paying the mortgage, right? So there's, there's collateral backing that loan. FlexUSD is similar to... Um, FlexUSD is, you know, the, the borrowing and lending markets, what we call repo market behind FlexUSD is very similar to this mortgage concept where instead of your, the house, you replace that with Bitcoin or Ethereum or BCH or other cryptocurrencies. And so you take those cryptocurrencies, you say, I want to borrow against these. I want to, you know, borrow dollars and borrow USDC and, and, and dollar instruments against these. And effectively what someone does there is they're getting access to financing um, collateralized with their crypto. And the implication of that is interesting because what that means is obviously if the crypto value goes down and they've taken too many of the dollars off the platform and they borrowed them, they will be liquidated. And this is where the security of FlexUSD comes in. FlexUSD is fully collateralized, fully secured, fully uh, you know, overbacked. It's actually over-reserved. You know, when you think about stable coins, most of them are one-to-one backed. FlexUSD is actually overbacked. Um, and we're working right now on publishing an attestation report by an auditing firm three times a day uh, to attest to that, that over collateralization. And so what this means is that in real time, 
the people who are borrowing will get liquidated. That reduces drastically the, the risks of FlexUSD. What we're trying to create is the least risky stablecoin. And when I talk about risk, it's important to note that you know these other stablecoins are actually putting the money into traditional fixed income instruments, whether it's commercial paper or, or different instruments. And they're putting that in, in different maturities. And these fixed income instruments actually, because of the different maturities, they go up and down in price. So although they might all be worth one dollar, you know, if you try to if you try to redeem them or sell them into the market, you know, they might trade at a different price than exactly one dollar. And what FlexUSD is doing is it's putting these funds into a repo market where no matter what's happening, you can redeem that for one. No matter what's happening, it's the collateral is worth one. No matter what's happening in the market, in the in the markets behind FlexUSD, and so this is what we're creating is something that is attested to three times a day. It's something that is uh, fully collateralized and even over collateralized. And it, you don't just you won't just have to take our word for it. You'll be able to go to this auditing firm's website and see this three times a day that it's over collateralized. And so FlexUSD is ultimately, we're trying to create the safest and best stablecoin that also pays a very, very high rate of interest. Sounds very good. So I, I wonder if I can ask you about the, the, the larger market. We've seen stable coins, you know, uh, rise very much in, in uh, utilization. Do you think in the future, you know, people are going to, treat stable coins as uh, like the killer app of uh, crypto like people are gonna trade that more than you know non fiat pegged cryptos or you think this is like an intermediary phase or how do you see that like in in the broader crypto economy yeah it's a fascinating question I think on the margins stable coins are actually a mechanism for the dollar to be more used widely. compared to other fiat currencies. So on the margins, FlexUSD Flex and other stablecoins are actually increasing the world's usage of the dollar rather than other uh, Euro and, and CNY and other, other fiat currencies. And that's very, very interesting. I think at the same time, there are a lot of people that are looking for non-sovereign backed uh, money. They're looking for You know, money where they themselves can be sovereign. They themselves can have control over their own funds. They know that there's no um, inflation and money printing that can be chosen uh, you know, on a whim by bureaucrats that they don't know about. And, and, and so I think there are a lot of people that are looking for you know, the actual cryptocurrencies themselves. I think what's happening, what we're seeing, what we see every day is that stable coins are acting as a bridge. A bridge with less friction between fiat and crypto so between the dollar systems and and traditional systems and actual crypto systems and that bridge growing means that more money can easily and quickly and and in a liquid way flow into crypto um, and out of crypto in a way where crypto's liquidity is increased and in a way where the confidence in the cryptocurrency ecosystem grows and so I think stable coins um, We'll also have these use cases outside of crypto. So stable coins are going to be used by corporate treasuries. They're going to be made for, you know, for payments, for all kinds of things that have nothing to do with crypto. And once people start using them for these things, they'll get accustomed to the mechanisms of holding crypto, private keys, 
you know, controlling your own, you know, uh, wallet and, and being your own bank effectively. And I think once you've had the experience of being your own bank, using money in a way where there's no third party getting in the way of your transaction, it's very difficult to go back. And so once you've done that for a dollar, where you've used a crypto dollar, a stable coin on a blockchain in your own wallet, in a wallet you control, it's very difficult to say, oh yeah, I'm going to go back to the payment system and the, the, the banking system because now you're you're in control of your own funds and you're seeing transactions confirm immediately. You're seeing very, very low fees like on the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. And so that's the that's sort of the magic moment that people have. And then once they have that moment, they're fully set up and ready to use Bitcoin, Ethereum, BCH, you know, XRP, whatever, other coins. And I think that's kind of the the tipping point where FlexUSD, other stable coins, it's going to drive a huge amount of adoption in the crypto space and adoption of crypto infrastructure. And then those people will then have the ability to evaluate whether they want to use you know, dollars on the blockchain or cryptocurrencies on the blockchain. And I think that that but that first step is they need to get into the infrastructure and the ecosystem. And there's a lot of people, I would say as well. There's a lot of people right now that are investing in crypto, but have actually never used the infrastructure of crypto. So they have a Coinbase account in the US, they've used it with their bank, they've never actually sent funds out of Coinbase. They've they've got a brokerage account, they might hold some GBTC, they've never actually used Bitcoin on the Bitcoin network. And so I think it's very important that these investors, these consumers, these end users actually try the infrastructure because when they do, they, they start putting connections together in terms of how they could use it in their lives. And once that starts happening, it's basically a game over. It's, it's, a, it's a game changer in terms of actual adoption. Actual adoption goes from one person at a time to networks at a time, entire networks, entire businesses, entire communities where they all start you know, adopting crypto. Yeah, there's definitely a, a big difference between you know, investing in a in an exchange and actually holding, um, yeah, you know, the assets in your hand, like you said. Yeah. It's, so, exactly. can you tell us who is? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us who is uh, using uh, FlexUSD right now, and uh, you know, what's the different benefits for uh, you know passive investors versus uh, active traders? Yeah, absolutely. So right now there's there's a lot of hedge funds and family offices and then a lot of end consumers using using FlexUSD. There's several hundred million dollars of FlexUSD outstanding today. And um what I would say is really uh for the passive investor, what you get is you go onto the platform in one click, you've just minted FlexUSD and you're deploying your assets into what is basically the highest dollar yielding market out there. In, in 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 the crypto space, you know the 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 repo market, the, the the futures trade is is one of the best ways to deploy your assets. So it's a very very simple trade for the active trader. Um, they're often using FlexUSD as collateral to trade futures on CoinFlex. So if you are trading futures on CoinFlex, it makes way more sense to be using FlexUSD as your collateral than USDC or Bitcoin or any other stablecoin, because if you use FlexUSD, you're earning interest while you're also trading. So that's what we call kind of second order yield or yield squared. You know, you can use FlexUSD to do other things that also earn you yield. There's a number of uh, DEXs in the smart BCH space 
that all basically use FlexUSD as the, the de denominator pair. And for those DEXs and those LP pairs, they're basically earning yield twice because they're earning yield from the DEX and then they're also earning yield from FlexUSD. So th these are the types of things that active traders, farmers, you know, active users of capital are, are basically benefiting from. Got it. And uh, my next question would be about crypto borrowing and lending in the market. Uh, how do you see uh, stable coins play, play a part in that, in the growth of uh, you know, the, the, the lending market? So there's two ways that, that stable coins play a role. A lot of the time when people are borrowing, they're, at, they're, they're borrowing dollars. And then a lot of the time when, with the, the dollars that they are borrowing, they're borrowing USDC or Tether or some other stable coin. So stable coins are often the borrowing collateral currency effectively um, in the crypto space. And that's, and that's one of them. The second one is actually what the dollars behind or backing the stable coins are actually going towards. And in the case of USDC or Tether, that does not play any role in the growth of the borrowing and lending space. So um, when you when you mint these other stable coins, when when new stable coins are created, all the supply of those stable coins, it it basically goes into TradFi and traditional finance and, and government, and it basically reduces the borrowing cost, or it helps helps uh, lend into and reduce the borrowing cost for governments or for private companies or public companies. Um, and that's interesting, you know, that that is, uh, you know, certainly good for the world in some ways or, or has some positive effects for the world, but it doesn't really have a positive effect for the crypto space. And so it is effectively um, dollars leaving the crypto ecosystem. And with FlexUSD, those dollars, you mint, you mint a dollar FlexUSD and the dollar backing that FlexUSD basically stays within the crypto ecosystem. And this is what's really powerful about FlexUSD. You can have people borrowing and lending FlexUSD. And we, we've seen a bit of that already. We've seen people lending out FlexUSD. But also furthermore, um, you can similarly have people who are saying, okay, I'm going to um, I'm going to basically mint FlexUSD and the dollars backing that FlexUSD are going to further grow uh, the, the repo markets on CoinFlex, which is a, you know, a crypto borrowing and lending market. So I think all of these things are going to play a part. And it's all a matter of the fact that there is huge borrowing demand in crypto, you know, similar to there is in equities. In equities, probably 50% of the market cap is borrowed against. And there's not a lot of providers of that borrow. And so CoinFlex, FlexUSD, we want to be providers of that borrow. We want to be increasing that supply so that traders, trading firms, hedge funds, and other form borrowers can basically come in and help grow the crypto space. You know, these, these borrowings, these, these futures trading, this is all basically growing the liquidity of crypto. And, you know, people who are passive holders of a, of a cryptocurrency, or they just want to see the ecosystem grow, they want to see payments grow, they might think, well, why does that matter? Why do I care about liquidity? Well, you care about liquidity because without liquidity, your asset isn't going to grow. Without liquidity, more people won't invest in, in this space. Without liquidity, you can't do payments as easily. And so that's really what we're trying to see grow. And uh, the borrowing is, is basically uh, a form of uh, increasing leverage on, on the side of uh, uh, traders, would you say? Or yeah, it is. You, and you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, leverage is a, a really big part of it. And when, when I say leverage, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you're talking about 100x, you know, people getting liquidated. 
these types of bad experiences. A lot of people have used leverage and, and had terrible consequences from it. But leverage really, you know, anytime a business borrows money to increase um, their activities, they're taking leverage. You know, leverage is part of credit cards. Leverage is what, what funds a lot of people getting degrees. It's it's what funds most housing purchases. You know, leverage really and lending and in general is really what makes the world go round. And it's a double-edged sword for sure. You know, it, it, it can be used for, for bad things or it can be used in irresponsible ways. But really when it's used in a responsible way and when it's used in a, in a good and healthy ecosystem, um, it is ultimately what fuels entire economies. And so we are very, very interested in seeing that responsible and mature and, and uh, you know, correct leverage grow. And we want that leverage to grow, you know, a hundredfold from where we're at now in crypto. Amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about the evolution of uh, crypto yield opportunities? How do you see that uh, growing? Where did it start? And you know your, your take on it. Yeah, so this is where we talk about kind of crypto yield 1.0 versus 2.0. And so in, in, in kind of crypto yield 1.0, there's these centralized lending platforms where you can basically deposit dollars in crypto and earn a yield from them. And they tend to be not super transparent. They tend to be not super um, clear on what the underlying use case is going to. And we've seen like SEC settlements and filings around, you know, some of the more bad players in the industry and, and, and different, different things like that. But at the end of the day, what there's also, there's also been, um, a number of DeFi projects that have been extremely transparent. And the problem there is they have you know, high smart contract risks or they're not audited or something like that. And so when we think about crypto yield 2.0, we think about the kind of intersection between security and transparency. And CoinFlex is certainly doing that. You know, We hold all coins in cold storage. We're about 99.9% uh, cold storage. Our hot wallets are insured. Uh, we have insurance on what's called funds in transit. And then we also have an insurance fund as well. And so you know, we want to remove that smart contract risk, but still give people the same level of transparency that they're getting from DeFi. And so because it's DeFi, because we've been running exchanges for nine years, you know, that, that risk is reduced. And then because, because you're effectively getting you know, the upcoming auditor, uh, everything that we're doing right now on the transparency front, we've made every single trade and lending transaction behind FlexUSD fully open source, fully auditable uh, by the public, not just the auditing firms, but by, by the actual public. Um, because of all this, it becomes something that is much easier to get behind, much easier to trust. And so then it's all just about the yield. And that's where I think we can be competitive on all these fronts. We can com be com very competitive. We can be the basically the best in the business when it comes to security. We can be the best in the business when it comes to transparency. And then finally, yield. You know, The yield is sourced directly from the market. A lot of these other platforms, whether it's DeFi or CeFi lending platforms and yield platforms, they are not running futures exchanges. And their, their yield is not connected into the futures market. We're the only yield platform. We're the only... Um, you know, we're creating the only yield products where the actual yield is connected and is sourced directly from the futures markets. You know, on a lot of these other yield platforms and yield apps, you're actually lending to those apps. And then on those apps, their bar the borrowers are actually lending into the futures markets. So this is cutting out all those middlemen and just doing it in one single company, one single interaction, one single click. And I wonder... Um... 
the way you see it, um, are people more interested in you know getting high yields, or do do they care about you know uh, transparency and and you know and audits and uh, you know the the more uh, security or, or risk averse side of uh, you know uh, of, of crypto yield? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when we talk to some users, they they care way more about the the rate. So they're like, oh, you know, it's a high rate. Okay, I'm in. Um, and then when we talk to other users, you know, there's there's some of these family offices and some of these high net worth individuals or or uh, you know different types of investment advisors. You know, they they actually care way more about the security, how it's regulated. You know, CoinFlex US is launching in a few weeks. That's going to have a regulated, qualified custodian um, and and trust company behind it and backing it and 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 storing the funds. And so really it's it's heavily variable depending on who you're talking to, what they care about. And other, you know, other people they just care, oh, can I hold it in my own wallet? Can I send it around the world instantly for free? You know, or for very low fees. You know, that and and so really the nice thing about a stable coin like FlexUSD is it can be sort of all things to all people, where look, we don't want to compromise on any of these variables. They're all extremely important. If a stablecoin isn't secure, isn't securely backed, um, you don't know if one day you're going to go to it and, and try to redeem and it's going to be worth less than a dollar at redemption uh, or, or it's going to trade in the market at less than a dollar because redemption is impossible. Um, if, if a stablecoin isn't run properly, you know, there can be all these types of problems. And so we, you know, we've been in the industry for nine years. My, my, my co-founder, Sud, has been in the derivatives industry for 25 years. We are... We, we know what we're doing here, and we're basically trying to create something that is basically the best form of dollar uh, out there. Yeah, as a risk-averse person that um, you know, can't get those uh, massive yields on our platform, I, I think that's a, that's a great uh, benefit um, for us. Uh, so awesome. you, you mentioned... Thank you. You mentioned uh, launching in the U.S. Can you tell us uh, more about that? You know, what can users ex- expect? Yeah, so we're going straight out the gate. We're going to be live in 49 states. Um, so everywhere except for New York, uh, we, we will hopefully be adding New York at some point uh, later this year or in the future. Um, but we're going to have CoinFlex available in the U.S., uh, the futures on CoinFlex will not be available, but basically of the, all the other products will be. So you'll be able to use FlexUSD and our spot markets um, on CoinFlex US. It will be a separated exchange. There'll be a new exchange and it'll be backed by CoinFlex. It's the same technology, the same uh, systems powering it. Um, it'll be custodied with Prime Trust. So you'll be dealing, you know, users will be dealing with basically a regulated and qualified uh, custodian trust company entity. Um, and there'll be access to FlexUSD. So users will be able to go in, mint FlexUSD directly from their bank. So they'll be able to plug in their bank, um, send in funds, and then and then get FlexUSD straight away one-to-one with uh, the dollar. That sounds very exciting. Uh, okay, Mark. So uh, I guess my last question will be, um, you know, where can our audience go to to you know either learn more about uh, CoinFlex or you know start start investing? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we're on Twitter at coinflex.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mark David Lamb. You can join our Telegram group, um, and from you know you can find that on Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, we're generally around around the clock available to uh, to answer questions on Telegram. So if you have questions, um, come into the Telegram. If you if you want to tweet at us and and look at what we're putting out there, go on Twitter. And then if you want to just use the platform and and learn more about the platform, you know, just it's just coinflex.com or very soon coinflex.us. Great. So thank you very much, Mark, for uh, taking the time and uh, you know sharing your uh, you know your experience with us. Thanks so much, Avi.